Let's continue our spooky urban legends roll call today. We're gonna go into some gonna get some spooky ghostly stories, some vengeful spirits. And we'll find out the Japanese have the best vengeful spirits. And then some urban legend classics we'll end with. Some of the best ones, some of the most famous ones. That's up next on Hollow Weird World. Ooh, I don't know. Scary. The Hollow Weird World podcast for this month. We're in the spooky season, even further now. <laughs> it's getting close. Getting close to Friday the 13th. Ooh, is it really? Yeah. Is it Friday the 13th in October? Yes. Oh my God, we're going to do a special edition. Episode. Edition? Can I say edition for that? You always get mad at me when I say edition rather than episode. Well, this episode is going to be posted on Thursday the 12th. Oh, well, we might have to do a special one tomorrow, guys, <laughs> on Friday the 13th. I mean, come on. I don't Let, know let's just read the um, script of Friday the 13th. Let's the movie. do that. That sounds riveting. Yeah. <laughs> With descriptions of all the gory deaths. Okay. Agreed. Uh, yeah. Done. Okay. Well, here we go, Dean. Part two. Part two of spooky urban legends. We're going to start with dangerous, I don't know, creatures, people. And also I've lopped that in with vengeful spirits as my next category. As you remember from the first time uh-huh. from part one, we talked about some, um, we talked about we kind of gross out things. Remember the spider bite that yeah. turned out to be a bunch of spiders, which I, I embellished a bit and I thought, I thought to good effect. And then we looked at curses and, ended up with kind of a uh, something similar today, which we had kind of scary creatures like Buddy Mary and Freddy Krueger's... Uh, inspiration. The, inspiration, yeah. Today we're going to go with more more of that vengefulness, more of that, but it's, it's I'm not going to lie, it's pretty uh, similar. So one urban legend, which I guess you could call them an urban legend a little bit, is Black Eyed Kids. Yeah. Let's start there. Black Eyed Kids we described in episode, Carrie, do you know? No. 107. Good job, Dean. I, I rarely look that up, but I did today. We, we, so <laughs> since you can listen to a full episode of them on 107, we'll leave it to that. But mainly, just just as a quick reminder, black-eyed kids are usually teens, sometimes even young teens, that have completely black eyes, and they come up to your car window or a door or maybe your house door, and they want you to let them into your house or car. And presumably bad things happen if you do that. So don't do that. And they are very scary because they're spooky and they're kids and they have black eyes. <laughs> black eyes meaning? Completely black eyes. Cold black eyes. Their eyeball. Their eye. Their whole eyeball is black. No yeah. sclera whatsoever. Yeah. 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 That's the white of the eye, by the way. I didn't Good look that Good job, up. Dean. Thanks. Because, you know, black eye typically means you got punched in the eye. No, these are the eyeballs. Yeah. yeah. Now, that'd be weird if just, like, abused children were trying to get into your house. That would be a very <laughs> different kind of... Urban legend, and I you'd think. be a horrible person. You would for be not awful for that. Not lend them. Yes, let's be clear. Thank you, Carrie. If kids show up at your doorstep <laughs> and they have the traditional kind of black eyes and they look fearful, you should probably let them in and call the police. Yes. Okay. Next up is something I've never heard of. It's called the Nal Ba. I'm positive I'm mispronouncing that. It's from India. It's spelled N A A L E. Second word B A A, like Ba sheep. Yeah. I, I assume it's not pronounced with a little tremor in your voice. Probably. And it's an urban legend about a malevolent spirit that was would dress as a bride. And she would, not unlike black-eyed kids, she would shape your house and try to get you to let her inside your home. Ooh. Once, if you did, though, black-eyed kids legend, you remember there was a couple of stories that said, oh, these people died or something like that. There's one, this older couple that, you know, kind of a bad things happen. They got sick or something like that. In this case, though, it's a little more direct. If you let the null ba in your door, the you're going to die. She's going to kill you. It's going to kill you, whatever it is. The only way you can escape the wrath of the null ba is to apparently write her name on your door. And I guess that drives her away. I don't, now, I don't know if the name is null ba always. Or if it's 
the specific name of this creature. So if it's not a ball, we've got it covered. So if we have a scary woman in a wedding gown come and try to get into the house, we can write no ball. Do you remember how I spelled it? Just it was just seconds ago. Uh, yeah. N-A-A-L-E-B-A-A. Good. But just so I'm just getting prepared. So we better go do that tonight. You know, that I don't know. I'm not positive. I don't know. Because you'd have to open your door to, yeah, you would. to do it. But maybe while she's there. As she, well, if there's more than one person, maybe as she's throttling one of the family members, <laughs> the other can quickly write her name on this. She's got to go. So in India, do 50% of the front doors have null ba written on them? I don't know. Is 50, Carrie? But um, the st- statistics Danny? I've looked at say it's 32.4%. I have no idea. Well, that's Carrie. my question. I don't know. I, I'm going to assume that no, not a ton yeah. of doors have Nalba. That'd be cool. People think, oh, is that in? Is that um, uh, Urdu for welcome? welcome? <laughs> I'm confused. Oh, is it no solicitors? Oh, that's so okay. Well, in a way, it is no solicitors. And it's a little more specific than that. It's not Jehovah Witnesses who knock on your door. And then, by the way, if you have a dog and your dog is barking, they knock on it and stay there longer so the dog continues to bark because they are dicks. (laughs) True story actually has happened. So next up is another one we covered in episode 203. That alone should probably tell you what this is, I'm assuming. Go ahead, Carrie. Tell the people what it is. I don't know. Slender Man. Oh, we did cover Slender Man. Slender Man was this scary, super, had really long arms and lives in the woods and supposedly would kill kids. And of course, as we know, this creature was completely invented in, in 2009 by a guy named Eric Knudsen, who did it as, it was like a, was it like a graphics arts contest or yeah. something like that? Or yes. something like that. You can check out the episode 203. <laughs> And so it was fake. It was fake from the get-go. Obviously, this one was very weird because it did kind of develop a cult-like following among many teenagers, yeah. especially female and teenagers. And and Yeah, even. and tweens yeah. even. And who came to believe that Slender Man was a real creature and was out there. And, of course, there was a horrific case, an actual case, where, I, was it two friends stabbed yes. their, and killed their other friend? No, she didn't die. Oh, she didn't die. No. Stabbed their other friend... Over, I, I honestly can't remember. I didn't go back and listen to, re-listen to episode two or three, but. Thinking that that would, I don't know, put them in Slenderman's good graces I think or so, something yeah. like that. As a solid yeah. for Slenderman. Yes. So that's not good. That's when, a terrible case involving mental illness yeah, and stuff. So. That's when spooky urban legends can go bad yeah. and cause bad things. So let's hope that doesn't happen yeah. as often. The null ball thing is bad too. Because if people are defacing the doors with those words they don't need to, that's that. <laughs> you could write it in very beautiful script. It could be nice. I'm kind of wanting to do that You now. could needlepoint. Oh, uh, yeah, well, you could crochet it, sign. Carrie. You could crochet it and hang it. Is that possible? Mm. Could you crochet letters? Is that a thing? Well, sure. Okay. Get on it. This seems like a no-brainer. I, I could bef- embroider it that much. Before be Halloween, I'm going to expect to see. I, w- nope. I want kids to come up to our door and go, what the hell is that crochet up there? This weird lady, let's not go here and ask for candy. I'm scared. Mommy, take me home. <laughs> it's not going to happen. Cropsy. You ever heard of Cropsy? Yeah. Cropsy's a family a Netflix movie about Cropsy. Cropsy was supposedly this person who lived in the abandoned Willowbrook. The, the, the legend, the urban legend is that he lived in the Willowbrook, or is even an inmate of the Willowbrook State uh, like penitentiary, I'm not sorry, but like like an insane asylum. Yeah, and I believe I want to say Staten Island. Am yes, I right? I believe okay. so. And that he was like, you know, he killed people with axes. He was a serial killer. He's this kind of this boogeyman of Staten Island, based on this actual kind of abandoned building in the woods of Staten Island. Staten Island, for those of you who don't know, is one of the five New York boroughs. It's south of of Manhattan. Yeah, over there on the east and the northeast coast of the United States. Now, as I mentioned last time in part one, some of these are going to be at least have a kernel of truth to them. Some of these are urban legends. I'm assuming I didn't ask you about the Null Ball. I didn't ask you about Slender Man because we know Slender Man was not true. How about Cropsy, Carrie? Cropsy based is Cropsy some part of that urban legend true? Well, in that it's a real place. And a real abandoned building that was some sort of institution. He was the, the urban. I should have mentioned the urban legend also said that he had a hook for a hand. Does that give you a hint? 
Should that give you a hint about the validity of this? Oh, legend? I don't believe that yeah. any part of there's a, a real okay. guy out there killing people or abducting children or yeah. whatever it is. He would like disembowel kids with his hook or yeah. sometimes he'd kill them with axes. So he's out there hunting. He's this former asylum person who escaped yeah. and maybe lived like under it or something like that. And he went out and killed kids. And Staten, you know, any missing kid on Staten Island yeah. or even a kid who was late for dinner was killed by Cropsey. Yeah. No, I don't believe that. But there was some truth to this. There was, it turns out, a man named Andre Rand. He worked as a janitor at the Willowbrook State School. It's a school for, for kids. It shut down in 1987. And it, so it wasn't an insane asylum. Mm-hmm. And he wasn't this inmate or something like that. Well, but What was it? It was a school. Oh, a school. It's it a state school. I don't know if it was like, you know, I'm not going to lie. I don't know if it was like, it's for kids. So, but it didn't, there's a, there's a connotation that it wasn't just like an elementary school. Right. So I'm not sure what that means exactly. Is it a residential school? Is it know. like a, like a, like a juvenile hall kind of? This is something I should have um, checked into in yeah. my research. This is something I did not check into in my research though. I, I don't think I've seen the, the Netflix movie. Have you seen the Netflix movie? No. I don't think I have either. So anyway, he was this janitor and he did like, I guess he did lived in the, in the abandoned building and he did murder at least one child, or at least he was convicted of killing a child in 1987. He was put on trial and he's convicted for one, I'm sorry, one child abduction. And there had been a, a number of child abductions in the 70s and the early 80s before this. He was thought to be guilty of, of those, all of those or some of those. It was never proven. He denied it, but he was convicted of child abduction in one case in 1987 and sent to prison for a very long time. But again, he was a janitor. It was not a mental institution. He didn't have a hook. He didn't use an axe. He didn't kill anyone as far as we know. It's not impossible he did, though. So in a sense, though, there was, there is a kernel of truth, isn't there? There was this scary yeah. guy. He was living in this scary old abandoned building, and he was doing bad things to at least one child. You said it closed in 1987, and he was arrested and convicted in 1987. Yes, so, so he wasn't living there very long, <laughs> apparently. Yeah. So, but what my guess is, he lost his job. This is me guessing again, yeah. not having to, and just kind of like I don't have a place to live. I'm going to stay here for a little while and kidnap kids. Yeah. So, yeah. so how did he kidnap kids? Yeah. You know, I don't know. I don't. Did he live on the grounds? These are all, yeah. all kinds of questions I'm asking myself who did not do the research again. I'm I'm apologizing to the listeners. For this not says it was an institution for children with disabilities. That's right. Okay. Yeah. So this is how easy it would have been for me to, because Carrie's doing it in real time on her phone. Yes. Yeah. This is just pure laziness on my part. And there were questionable practices and unorthodox or questionable conditions and mm. unorthodox medical practice. When it was closed, that's why, was that why it was yeah. closed? Yeah. Can you just take over the podcast here? Nope, that's no. all I got okay. for you. Sorry about that. That's all right. How about La Chusa? Got that in your phone, Carrie? No, I didn't think so. This is from South Texas. Nope. This is more of a creature now. We're getting into the creatures. This was a giant, scary owl, sometimes called a bruja, which is, I guess it means witch. Yeah. You knew that? Yeah. Really? I have quite a background in the Spanish language, as you okay. know. Yes, you I do. You knew Spanish you. fluently, for, I believe, in first grade and promptly forgot it in, by second grade. Do I have that about right? Uh, no. I was in the bilingual program through sixth grade. Hold on, listener. She's super proud of this. Thank you very much. She thinks it makes her kind of a yardy. <laughs> <laughs> You know, she's like, um, excuse me, I was a little white token white girl in the bilingual class. And there were I, lots of tokens in that class. There was how many? A lot of white oh, was it? in that class. Was yeah. it mixed? Like 50-50? I, I don't know. <laughs> it was a long, too long ago. It's way too long ago for you to remember. But all of the Mexican immigrant children mm-hmm. were mm-hmm. in my class. Yes. And and when the girl from Chola. Korea came... Oh. They put her in our class, too. Really? Because uh-huh. you know what? She speaks a not-English language. Let's <laughs> exactly. just throw her in there. She She'll figure it out. zero English. Oh, wow. So, also, zero Spanish, yeah, so I'm assuming. They so they stuck her in there to learn English and Spanish. Isn't that weird? Wow, that's brutal, actually. And then I took, Dean, I took Spanish all the way up through yeah. um, so, 10th grade. So, and as of now, you know bruja. Yeah. And that's about it. No, I know lots of other words. Okay. Well, you know, compliento. 
<laughs> no, because that's not a word. <laughs> oh, hi. Uh, Carrie's favorite uh, Instagram thing is right now is a little boy who has the Carrie's potato face. Favorite? Oh, is absolutely your favorite. You, the potato boy. The potato boy. Spanish. His mom is trying to teach him Spanish, and he just is absolutely <laughs> torturously mangling almost everything she said. It's freaking hilarious. We'll, I'll put a link to okay. it. I, I would drive more traffic to her. It's very, 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 very funny. So this Bruja, and this he'd probably he'd probably go Shakwa <laughs> if he, if she tried to teach him Bruja, and I'm probably mispronouncing it anyway. Am I pronouncing that correctly? Yeah. Okay. Is is so? I guess this creature was kind of like a a woman by day, and would turn into this big giant scary owl by night, and she was a, a kind of a vengeful spirit a little bit because it was said that her kids were killed by I guess a drunk driver. And so oh, this owl, in, in the owl, t- when she's an owl at night, she is on the lookout for any drunks walking out of bars, presumably going to their car because they yeah. can get behind the wheel there. And she will attack them and go after them with her, call. I'm going to do the owl. That's yeah. it's a pretty good owl mutation, no, by the way. Owls that was, don't do that. Oh, that's right. Owls don't make any sound whatsoever, not even the beating of their wings. They, they might, they, they hoot. Oh, they do hoot, but they don't hoot when they're going down no, for their prey. So. Very quiet. So she, if it's closing time and you're drunk and you're going to drive and you're in South Texas, you better look up in the air as you walk towards your car because you're about to get attacked by the lachuza. Or how about you don't? Or don't. Or call an Uber. There you go. Good one, Carrie. Or call, you know what? Even better call a Lyft. Actually, they're both terrible. So have a friend drive you Call home. a friend, yes. Okay. Another one from a previous episode, but I wanted to include it because I, I don't want to, you know, it is an urban legend. We've covered a few urban legends in the past. This is from episode 133, Carrie, which, as you know, covered La Llorona. Oh, yeah. I did that one, I think. Yes, you did. It is from Mexico. It's a terrible story about a, a mother. Her name is Maria, a.k.a. La Llorona. The source I have, it says, like, Maria, a.k.a. La Llorona. Like, that makes perfect sense. Like, <laughs> explained it there, done. She threw her children into a river and drowned them because her husband wasn't faithful, which makes perfect sense. Well, she was freaked out. Let's, yes. I'm not going to give her the benefit of the doubt. She's a monstrous, murderous person, let's yes. be honest. She felt bad about this, though, right away. So, you know, one strike in her favor, strike yeah. in her favor. And <laughs> so, so legend, legend says that, you know, she kind of hangs out around like like canyons and rivers and arroyos after dark and you know bemoaning her fate looking yeah. for her kids going into the water and things like that and you know it could be dangerous if you see her there she she again is kind of this she wails and and, and weeps and gnashes her teeth i'm assuming she gnashes her teeth i may have made that up because i like the word gnashes because it starts with a g and she has like a, this all white outfit the and the urban legend is like if you make eye contact with her you can die or sometimes she can you know go after you try to drown you doesn't she still try to drown the kids i thought yeah i thought she was trying to take children yeah i think she is i think she's most menacing towards kids too yeah Yeah, so if your kids are out by a river at night and they see a lady in white go yeah tell them teach them this they made a movie yes they did and wasn't the thing in the movie she goes after abusive parents or something I, like I that. I didn't see the movie. I think we I think we tied the episode to that movie, but neither of us saw the movie. Yeah. That which I is thought we fine. saw part of it. I don't I don't think so. I mean Did I we? picture uh, some of it. I don't know. I'm not gonna lie. Huh. I don't remember. It was okay. a long time ago. Carrie it was episode one thirty three. It was years ago, sister. Huh. All I can say to you now, Carrie, is techie techie. Why am I saying that? Because it's our next creature. Okay. The techie techie is a ghost of a woman, or sometimes said to be a schoolgirl, maybe in her teens. And she was, I guess, walking home. This is from Japan. I should have probably mentioned that. And she was walking home, and they have a lot of rail lines in Japan, don't they? So she was walking along a railroad track, and what do you think happened to her? We learned from last episode, that's a terrible idea. Horrible idea. You might slip and fall, or catch on fire, and... Yes. Well, that that one, she (laughs) caught on fire and then ran toward the train for help. That's a little bit of extenuating circumstance. This one, not so much. She slipped and fell. Train came over, cut her in half. Yes. In half. Top half, bottom half. Now it is said that she's very angry that she died that way. Although if you think about it, she only has herself to blame, doesn't she? But she haunts these 
train stations, even yeah. in like, you know, cities and urban areas, hence ur- urban legend, although we both agree that the name urban legend is a misnomer. Yeah. But how does she haunt you? She's got no legs. Doesn't matter. She crawls along the ground using her arms and elbows along railroad tracks, walking, coming after you at night, I guess. And I, apparently, you know how isn't you know how sounds are different in different languages. Yes. Like ducks don't say quack, or yeah. you know, dogs don't. Say, in France, the dog doesn't say roof. It says huh. I don't know what it is, but it's very. <laughs> some are very different sounds. Yes. Right. So this apparently the, her dragging herself along her hands and elbows produces the sound techy techy. Oh, don't got it. know why or how that could be true. Let's try it. If she's really fast. Doesn't sound like techie techie. Maybe she's really fast, techie, yeah. Techie, techie. Yeah. Techie techie. Good. Sure, Carrie. You're yeah. just saying techie techie fast. Like that. Yes, something like that. she's scurrying along. That's scary. That would be very scary. Very scary. If you saw a half woman quickly propelling herself on her elbows and hands towards you on a rail track, yeah, you'd be scared. Yeah. And I think you should be scared. I'd be scared. I'm scared now just thinking about it. So if she catches you, she's going to slice you in half because she apparently has a scythe. Does it make a ton of sense that she does or how she carries it with her? Because she's got to propel herself with those same arms. So she's I'm not sure. Maybe she has a belt. Maybe she... Uh, uh, carrying she, in her teeth? Maybe she carries in her teeth. A scythe in her she teeth. She has ghost powers. I guess so. You know? I guess so. I guess we shouldn't be, try to be so literal no. or realistic here. But she's fast. She is very fast. She has been known <laughs> to keep up with cars. Ooh, so see? she's chasing a car. So, so she's, she's going... That's good. I want you to say... A lot. And if she catches up to you, she's mostly she's going to ask you where her legs are. And if you want to live, you have a specific reply when she asks you, "Hey, hey, bro, where are my legs?" You have to say, "Mission Expressway." Or I, <laughs> tell her they're on the Mission Expressway. I oh. saw them. I just drove right by them. If you hurry now, I'm sure you can get them before a truck runs over there. Yeah. So tell her they're on the Mission Expressway. It has to be the Mission Expressway. Apparently, it does. Just say anything. No, you got to say the Mission Expressway. Yeah. I don't know what city she's in. She's maybe, presumably Tokyo. I don't know. But that's what you have to say. And if she says that, she'll go, okay, thanks for your help. And she'll go, she'll crawl towards (laughs) fast towards the Mission Expressway. And then you can escape. Okay. Nice. So that's yeah. There's at least a decent solution for that. It's kind of like the Nalbaugh. Put your put your put her name yeah. on the door, and you're safe. So there's. It's good that most of these urban legends do have safety clauses. Yes. They have ways that you can wiggle out of them usually at some point, which is which is normal. Only none of the American ones have safety clauses. I've noticed. Oh. Some I'll try to think now, but yeah, you're right. They probably yeah. don't. Now they don't give them safety clauses in America. You're gonna die. Yeah. Okay. Akamanto also comes to us from Japan. It's Japanese for red cloak. Akamanto is male, not a female, and has a red cloak or cape and also a red mask. So Akamanto haunts schools and also public restrooms and has a liking for the last stall in the women's bathroom. So a male spirit with a red cape and a red mask, will go hang out in the last stall of the women's bathroom. This may not be a spirit. This may just be a gross human pervert. Huh. So the idea is that if you go, if say you're doing your business in that last stall in the bathroom, women, mm-hmm. and you hear a male voice ask you from the other side of the stall, first of all, I hope you have your cell phone and dial 911 because yeah. there's a man in the bathroom. Well, yeah. But if they ask you, hey, do you want red paper or blue paper? You're in trouble because that is Akamanto. <laughs> <laughs> Not just because there's a man on the side and you're taking a piss, but you now know it's Akamanto and he's asked you this incredibly important question. Your life is going to depend on it. So if you say red paper, red, what does red mean? Blood. Blood. You are going to meet a horrific bloody death at the hands of Akamanto. But... If you say blue paper, what is blue sometimes associated with? Cold, ice. You're close. Also, lack of oxygen. Your oh, face turns blue. Yeah. So if you say blue paper, you're going to be suffocated to death. You, you will be asphyxiated. So there's not a good answer here. I'd say white because that's the only kind of toilet paper I know of. I don't think it's toilet paper. Maybe it is. Is it toilet paper? You know, I did not assume that. It's funny that you assumed that. It just said he'll ask you, do you, want red, do you like red paper or blue paper? Yeah. Or, oh, yeah, he will ask want. 
Yeah. You know what? You're in a toilet. That's what you're I guess so. But I'd say, you know what? I'm good. I have it here inside. Don't worry about it. I'm not going to answer that question. I guess that's the right answer, isn't it? Yeah. You can't. I never go in the last stall. Is that the reason? Akamanto? No. Why? Because I always go in the first stall if I can. Why? Because traditional, well, typically that's the cleanest. Because it gets stall? used because it gets used the least. The, why does it get used the least? Because people want to go furthest from Oh, the um the hand washing station, <laughs> the sink. Yeah. Is that why? Yeah. These are the first ones next to the sink, and people are right there washing and hands while people, you're taking a yeah. piss. And more people are. are going by the first one. That's so true. they think if you're if you go to the last one, fewer uh, people are gonna could maybe peek in and see you or whatever. I hadn't thought about that. Yeah. Okay. So that I go in the first one because you've given stalls a lot more thought than I have because I'm a woman. Yes, that's true. So you're we 100% have to give more stalls. thought to most things. Than that's true. Have to think that's about. true. That's true. Okay. Huh. I just realized now that your life is a living hell. So <laughs> if you say red paper, you get killed bloody. If you say blue paper, yeah. you get killed by asphyxiation. If you try to confuse this creature, this spirit, and by asking for any other kind of paper, um, I'm going to go for lilac. Then he's going to drag you down into hell. Oh, no. So uh, the only way you can save yourself from Akamanto is to just, um, the thing I says is, quote, simply refuse his offer and run, end quote. So, <laughs> I, I mean, can you imagine somebody just messing with women? Even another woman, because they don't want to get in trouble, just yeah. going, do you want red paper or blue paper? And the woman just comes, screams, bursts out the door, and flees the bathroom. You'd feel like yeah. mission accomplished. So that is Akamanto. That's another one from Japan. Japan, that's the name of the, <laughs> a lot of people, I've heard it both ways. Japan. And I'm going to mess it up. This is where we need Jack or Aaron. It's Kuchisaki Oma. It means slit-mouthed woman. Ooh. This one is spooky. This one is creepy. So have you heard of it? No. I, I, I have. I vaguely have heard of it before I started doing research for this episode. I had heard of it, I, maybe even from Jack or Aaron. I, this, say, I wouldn't be surprised if they've heard of it. Yeah, they probably heard about it in Japanese class, which, things, which yeah. is, you know. Great, great job teaching our kids Japanese spooky legends, which I, I sound like I'm mad. I'm not. I, truly I don't know if that. she if they learned spooky legends, but they have the Internet. So the Internet. Yes. Well, this is a vengeful spirit, another kind of vengeful ghost urban legend. And this is this beautiful woman. And she's seen just roaming around street somewhere in some village or, or city at nighttime. And she always wears a face mask. And she's always carrying a pair of scissors, but I guess she holds the scissors like behind her back. So she's trying to hide this pair of scissors that she has. Yeah. And so if you meet Kuchisakiyama, the slit mouth woman, when you're out, you know, having a walk like she is at night, she is also going to come up to you and ask you a question. Her question is a very difficult question for anyone. It's, am I beautiful? Which is never a comfortable question. There's no right way to answer that. I don't think. You certainly can't say no or like, ah, uh, you know, six, seven, a solid seven. Yeah, not bad. You, you really, that's, that's tough. That's yeah. uh, Aren't you supposed to be neutral? Aren't you supposed to not tell her? Well, it's a yes or no yes question. Or no. Am I beautiful? And you're supposed to, if you say yes, she's going to take off that cover yeah. and show you her, you know, her, 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 her mouth has been slit along her cheeks yeah. there. So it's essentially a massive maw of a gaping mouth. It's slipped from ear to ear, so it makes, and she's kind of like smiles and those terrifying, huge smile across her entire face. So if you say yes, she doesn't believe you. She doesn't, she doesn't. So she asks you again, and she says, Am I beautiful? And if you say no now, you're going to die. So I guess the strategy here is you have to say yes and say yes twice. And but the problem with that is that oh you think it's beautiful okay then I'll do it. And she takes yeah. a, she does she takes the scissors and she slits both sides of your mouth just like hers to make you just as beautiful as she is. So what if you say you're okay? You know that is basically it. You have to tell her that she is average. Yeah. Which is again, what if? She is just a woman in a mask because of COVID, and she's not had a slit mouth. And some woman comes up to you and says, "Am I beautiful?" And you say, "You know, you're like a five. You are dead even average." 
I guess, and then she takes off her mask and she's uh, not a slip mouth woman. You have now made an enemy for life. I'm pretty sure. Well, that's okay because it's very rude to go up to somebody and ask that question. That is rude. You're right. That's a good point. What would you do if someone came up and said, am I beautiful? Would you say average? Now you would because you, you, no, you don't I know wouldn't. if that's a slip mouth woman. I would say everybody's beautiful in their that, own way. That is a really diplomatic answer. Uh-huh. That's good. That's very tactful. You should be a diplomat. True beauty. Go on. I'm loving it already. Finish that sentence, please. Does not lie you, you, in what you look like. You're just thinking that off the top of your head right now. Well, like, of course. Okay. It's well, good. Did you think I was going to come up with I thought it was like an aphorism. Beautiful quote or <laughs> something. Some wonderful Shakespeare. Hanko is a girl in the bathroom. I told you we'd come back to bathrooms. Now, didn't I? <laughs> a lot of bathrooms here. In Japanese, it's... Oh, the Japanese, they love their toilets. They, they make do. the best toilets ever, too. That's a fact. Yep. Tore no Hanako-san. I guess Hanako-san is toilet. So that means girl in the bathroom, a girl in the toilet, something like that, right? In Japanese. Mm-hmm. And so we'll just call it um, Hanako. I've seen it spelled Hanako and Hanko, so I'm not sure which is correct. I'm going to say Hanako. Okay. Okay. You know, just they have a lot of syllables. So Hanako is the spirit, and she also was a young schoolgirl, and she died in the bathroom of her elementary school because she was bullied and she committed suicide. Oh, so she was bullied. She went to the bathroom in elementary school too, and she committed suicide in the bathroom of her school, and now she haunts that school as this spirit, this Hanako girl in the bathroom kind of vengeful spirit. I, I, I don't know if she's vengeful. She's, she's very scary. So it's become almost like a rite of passage. Kids would go into the bathroom and like almost Bloody Mary-like kind of try to summon her, try to summon the spirit. Yeah. And apparently the, the urban legend is that you have to go to the third floor bathroom because apparently all the schools, and this must be Tokyo again, yeah. we have multi-level schools. And you knock on the third stall and you knock three times after this, you say, are you there, Hanako-san? And if there's even the tiniest little whispered reply, you get the hell out of there, because that means she is there, obviously. Yeah. If you're too slow, though, and she catches you, she, or, or if you're stupid enough to go into that stall, she's going to drag you into the toilet, train-spotting-like, and you'll never be seen again. You'll disappear. So she's blamed for the disappearance of children who were dumb enough to go to the third stall on the third floor, mm-hmm. knock three times, and ask for Hanukkah. Just which, don't do it. Which Why would they do it? It's a challenge, it's, a dare. Okay. Why would you go in and, and Bloody Mary. do Bloody Mary, Bloody Mary, Bloody Mary, Bloody Mary? Uh-oh. I just I may have just summoned Bloody Mary. Just that's why. has got to be in front of a mirror. Oh, that's right. Whew. Saved our ass there. That's why. I mean, yeah. yeah. Kids do it. I've done yeah. Bloody Mary. You've probably done Bloody oh, Mary. hundreds of times. Hundreds of times, Carrie? Probably. That's concerning, Went actually. to a lot of slumber parties. When was the last time you did Bloody Mary? If you say within the last 10 years, I'm going to be a little nervous. Probably not. Okay, good. Unless we didn't, we ever do it with kids? I mean, I think we did, which is horrible <laughs> parenting. Parents. I think we, yeah, I think we did. We did Bloody Mary briefly yeah. in an old episode. Yeah. A Halloween time episode and yeah. I mean all the kids were old enough to know better by then but yeah small children <laughs> did we do that because that's awful if we did I don't know uh, I don't probably know. not Pro- let's let's say no I mean for legal reasons <laughs> <laughs> we did other questionably scary things yeah we did <laughs> they freaked them out with lifting the table <laughs> yes. all kind of sounds like yeah. and Aaron and uh, Rachel and Jack freaked the valley and ran upstairs yes. at full speed Rachel Typical child she was. Hi, Rachel. She was reading a book at the dinner table, remember? And when we did that, she like threw her book. <laughs> uh, Unless I'm misremembering. I think you're misremembering because we were doing like a fake seance. Another thing. We were doing a seance. And you and I just made eye contact and lifted the table with our knees. We, we didn't were, even plan it. No, it we was just completely did it. unplanned. Yeah. Did it, lifted the table, and they shit their pants and <laughs> ran away. So yeah, now that was, that was something different. I don't know what the, the book throwing thing was. That could have just been a temper tantrum. She, maybe she <laughs> still could have had her book at the table and just threw it and left. Maybe so. Now we're going to do <laughs> warnings. Warnings, and there's some classic ones here. Of course, one of the most classic ones that was considered kind of a warning is the hook. Yeah. You know about the hook, right? This is a mm-hmm. very, very a famous urban legend that centers on kind of a serial killer who has a hook for a hand. Cropsy notice was given a hook for a hand. A hook for hands are very, that's freaky. That's pretty scary. I get it. You, you, if you have a serial killer story, give him a hook. Might as well. Yeah. Uh, you know what? Give him a hook for a foot just to make it difficult. 
Give him two hooks. It's hook foot. Oh my God. Run. He can run that fast. He has hook for feet. Did you ever know anybody in real life who had a hook for Never. A hand? Never. It's not a thing. You, why would you have a oh, hook? You'd have a prosthetic hand. It absolutely is a thing. You'd have a mannequin hand. Back in the old days. Hand. It was. Remember, oh, yeah, yeah. They yeah. were like yeah. two metal. Yes. V- vaguely hooks. They didn't go all the way. No. It was more like an L. I didn't know. It was kind of like a hook. And, and they would clamp. Yeah, but this is an actual Together? sharp hook, yes. like a pirate thing, which in the twentieth century, those things Lord, could have done some damage if they wanted to. I'm sure. You sound a little paranoid. You're now being pretty rude to people with without a, a hand who lost a hand due to some kind of accident that was not uh, their own fault. Carrie, I, I'm, I'm real hands can do damage. Okay. So all right, Carrie. Now you're just being weird. So one night, this is this is serial going, going around. He's like a slasher killer, right? Like maybe he kills you with his hook. Let's say he does. And Obviously. of course, here's where the urban legend comes in. And what are urban legends famous for? Kind of morality tales, aren't they? This is where this is, this is why I call them these kind of warnings. Because he targets, like the Zodiac Killer, kissing couples in cars, in mm-hmm. parked cars. That's who the, those, those hook serial killer would target. So one time, this couple is in there, and sometimes they're, you know, there's, the story says, oh, they're listening to the radio and they're listening about this story, telling about this hook serial killer. And all of a sudden, they start hearing scratching on the door of their car outside. They look over, they don't see anything or anyone out there, but they hear like a scraping or a scratching sound and they freak out, get from the back seat to the front seat, or <laughs> they're already in the front seat, they turn the car on, tear away, drive fast as far as they can. And when they get someplace else, sometimes people say, oh, they, they went like to a gas station or a well-lit area or something like that. Sometimes it's just far enough away where the person couldn't be pursuing them. If they, and they open the door and sure enough, the hook is stuck on the door handle mm-hmm. of the car. When they sped away, they ripped the hook off the killer's hand who was seconds away from getting in that car yeah. and murdering them. Dun, dun, dun. That is the famous hook story. And that's pretty much all there is to the hook yeah. story. A lot of these urban legends are very, very, you know, brief stories. You can embellish them as long as you want. But, you know, give a backstory to the hook. Maybe the hook has reasons for doing this. Maybe the hook's family was murdered. Something like that. You can do that if you want. That's great. Well, flashbacks. On Lover's Lane. Yep. Yep. That could have happened. <laughs> so that that's the, the famous hook. Hold on one second. So there are are some variations to the story, by the way. Some people say have the cowboy be murdered, like the hook is an escaped, escaped from a mental institution just, just recently, and they're hearing that on the car radio when they're attacked by the hook, but that's kind of dumber because how would you know? Yeah. You wouldn't because they're both dead. So the better one and the more common one is the one I just told where they, they flee and they escape and they have a hook yeah. on their car. How about high beams in the rearview mirror? Uh, there's not really a name for this, but it's also a pretty well-known urban legend. Have you heard of this? Yes. So this is a woman is driving home and it's always a lone woman because there's vulnerability and it's always at night and it kind of has to be, you'll see why. High beams. High beams. <laughs> there you go. There you go. Otherwise it'd be like, is that person in broad day? Is that, I think the high beams are on. I, I mean, they're flying. I don't know. The woman's being followed by, it, it could be a truck, could be a car. Sometimes, a lot of times, it's like a semi truck, so it's even scarier and they're, and they're higher and the high beams go right into their eyes and blind them. But this person following them starts flashing their high beams and, and sometimes gets really close and tailgates them and tries to like catch up but the woman pulls uh, ahead and sometimes even uh, rams the vehicle from behind it's like oh my god this person's trying to kill me I've, you know, nowadays of course you, you 911 this is this urban yeah. legend comes before cell phones but let's say her cell phone is out of power and it's 2023 okay and she thinks oh my god i'm being stalked i'm being pursued i'm going to be murdered so she flees and she finally gets to some safety again some you can have the story she gets to a garage she gets to a store sometimes she even gets home and some in some versions she gets home and um she flees into her garage and shuts the door and and where the person in the car fought can't get in and follow her and then when she starts to go to her house, the person in the back of her seat jumps out and attacks her. The other version of this is that she gets home or she gets to this lighted area and the, the um, person pursuing her comes, you know, comes up to her and runs toward her and she's like, call the police, freaking call the police, out, yeah. freaking out, he's going to kill me. And she says, ma'am, ma'am, 
there's someone in the back seat. I saw his face. Every time he rose up because he was going to kill you from behind because he was in the back seat, I flashed my lights or I caught up and rammed you to stop him from doing it. You know, so this person saved her life. And that's why he uh, it wasn't pursuing her at all. In other times, she stops finally and she gets gas. And apparently she's less scared in this way. Yeah. And, or, or sometimes she is not, you, you, you don't have the our person in the headlights doesn't, you know, she's lost them. Let's say yeah. this thing's okay. I'm safe. And she gets to a gas station and she goes in to get gas and pay the cashier. And the cashier says, don't look right now, but yeah. there's a man in your car with a knife or a gun or something like that. He's in the back seat of your car. And that's, again, it explains the person who, who she's just lost was yeah. flashing the high beams at yeah. her, was to save her life again. So there's various versions of this urban legend. But, um, or, or sometimes they'll, they'll, they'll like speak to her, man, there's a problem with your credit card. Can you come into the station, please? Or something yeah. like that yeah. and say, hey, I'm calling the police right now. There's yeah. a man in your car. So there's pretty cool ones, which, which could happen now. There's also another version of this, which I didn't know about, and it's actually kind of cool. This is the same thing. It's a woman. She's in a car. But in this version, she's like walking to her car in the parking lot. Every time she tries to get into her car, some crazy person leaps out from the bushes or something like that from behind another car and just starts, you know, yelling at her and kind of almost like gibberish and is hard to understand. And, and like will we'll slam the hood of the car or something like that. And the woman who's being freaked out by this crazy person runs away and, and escapes or, or, or sometimes she gets into the car and she flees, but every time she stops like at a stop sign or something, this crazy woman's out there and, and again, comes out of a bush and yells at her and, t- and says, you know, so it's, it becomes kind of supernatural, doesn't it? Yeah. Because she's able to keep up with her, right? Yeah. And the woman finally says, oh my God, I can't shake this crazy person who comes, who, who is be able to keep up with me even when I'm, I'm driving away from her. So she goes to the police station and she runs inside the police station. She tells a story. This crazy woman is following me and every time I stop, she jumps out, yells at me and slams her hands on my car. I, you know, I need help. And the police officer says, okay, just calm down, calm down. We're going to drive you back to your house or maybe some other safe place, something like that. And so we'll go with you to your car right now and let's get your stuff and we'll drive you to safety, like to your house or something like that. So they go back and sure enough, when the police go with her to her car, they find a killer is hiding in the back seat behind going to kill her. And so they correlate the story. Who, who is the crazy woman who's shouting weird w- stuff? It's the past victim of that same killer who was killed in her car. Oh, and now no. she's been trying she's to warn. She's a ghost. She's a, she's a non-vengeful ghost. She's a helpful go- ghost oh. who's trying to warn the woman that the killer's in the backseat. Don't go in your car. I see. So that's interesting. I, I had never heard that. So either trying to warn the woman or maybe even make sure that the killer is caught or maybe both because in this case the killer is caught. So it's a little bit of a morality tale as well. Because when she goes to the police station and goes inside, the killer stays. The killer, like an idiot, says, huh, I'll just wait for her at this police station. I'm not going to look up, so I don't know where I am. I hope she's not at a police station, that's for sure. (laughs) Yeah, apparently so. (laughs) Carrie, Carrie, don't question it. This is a weird one because it's not really an urban legend so much as a movie character. (laughs) His name, Candyman. But oh. there's a little bit of an urban legend because there's a famous scene in Candyman. It's a movie from 1992. It was remade in 2021. It's based on a short story, as you know, by Clive Barker. And it's also it, a very famous song. Not a, not this not that kind of Candyman. <laughs> oh. I believe that's a Sam Davis Jr. Now this was this was played by Tony Todd played Candyman in the original movie, and I think there's some sequels there. Here's a person. He was a black guy who was murdered for having a relationship with a white woman, like in the late 19th century. Okay. Like a long time before the movie takes place. And he's kind of, a, um, a, again, something of a vengeful spirit. But the famous scene was he burst through a medicine cabinet as his victim is looking at the, at the mirror and kills the woman. And, that, and so I know you're saying, is that really an urban legend? It kind of is because people said, oh, that's a thing. That can happen. A oh. murderer can come through the medicine cabinet and kill you. And so you can have little urban legend stories about that happening, right? Yeah. So, again, I'm probably tipping you off here, but is that is there any basis, in fact, for that story? Absolutely. Uh, and what is it? Give me the specifics. Although you're just guessing then, aren't you? No, there's a woman in Chicago. Oh, my God. How'd you know that? Because... Because why? Back in my weird world days when I used to like to do gory crimes and stuff. Now all you do is this psychology. Was on my list. Okay. Oh, was it really? 
Uh-huh. I didn't know that. Yes. So apparently. She, oh, go ahead. No, go ahead. I was going to say, she kept hearing things yeah. in her apartment, uh-huh. and she thought, it sounds like somebody's in the wall or yeah. behind my medicine cabinet, in my bathroom, whatever. And she kept calling, I don't know, the super of her building or yeah. something. I think it was a big apartment building. Mm-hmm. And I don't know if they ever came and checked or what they checked for, but, you know, they always poo-pooed her concerns. Mm-hmm. And then sure enough, one day... That woman got murdered. She did. And that was in, it was in 1987 in Chicago, mm-hmm. as you say. Her name was Ruthie McCoy. Yeah. And it was basically a huge apartment complex that was built as a low-income project. You know, the, yeah. the projects, quote-unquote, one of those. So they're they're pretty terrible and pretty yeah. violence-ridden how they were. And uh, and she did. Like you said, she heard she heard sounds. She thought something was going on. And then one, and, uh, and there was a 911 call in 1987 where it was caught up very quickly. And it was a gang of intruders. Had, they entered her house to rob it and they murdered her. Turns out these buildings were built so cheaply. Yeah. Probably, probably I don't know when exactly, but probably, I wouldn't be surprised in the 40s or 50s, something like that. And and they were built in a way so they wanted to, to be make it easy to check electrical wiring. So they basically, the medicine cabinets would just basically pop off. Yeah. And the one right behind it, the next unit, would also pop off. So that's what they're doing. They're, yeah. they're um, And there wasn't much in between, you know, some wiring and some boards and such like that. So they basically were able to from access her apartment from the apartment on the other yeah. side through her medicine cabinet and murder her. Yeah. So they're called the Grace Abbott Housing Project. I think it's been demoed since then. It was this just really uh, horrible, cheap, shoddy construction. And so the um, the so some people think, oh, that's where the Candyman got the idea. No, Clive Barker's story predates that. It's called They Came In Through the Bathroom Mirror. It was before 1987. So it was his idea. I don't know. Maybe the murderers got the idea from Clive Barker. I don't know. Thanks a lot, Clive. Now we're going to go to creepy ones. They're just, I have a few. A few of them are very small. Some we're going to get to eventually are, are, like I said, I I promised you we'll get some more famous ones besides the hook and the review mirror. But we'll start with some ones that I've never heard of. Quite a few that that I've never heard of. One is called The Hatchet House. It's also sometimes called Heartbeat Bridge. It comes to us from Nebraska. Where there's an urban legend there in Nebraska about this school teacher, you know, who knows, decades ago, some long time ago, that supposedly the story is the school teacher went insane and he murdered all of his students in his one room school, you know, uh, building yes. by decapitating them, by cutting off all their heads. Oh, Obviously, boy. this never happened, but it yes. said that it did, it did. And the uh, school teacher, a woman, by the way, she then took all their heads you, and... You just said he. Oh, did I say he? I, mean, I, I should have said see, my bad. She took off all their heads and put them in their desk. <laughs> their, oh, my you know, God. The pop-up, I guess, the yes. lid, lidded desks that they used to have. And then she also took out their hearts. And she took her hearts and she took them to this, this nearby bridge. And that's why it's called Heartbeat Bridge, because she threw them all into the water beneath this bridge. This must have taken her all day yeah. long. It took her a long time, but she had plenty of time. She started in the morning, Carrie. She would have had to Let's have. say she did. Yeah. And people say to this day, walking across Heartbeat Bridge, you can, if you listen, on a dark, quiet night, hear the beating hearts of those murdered children. Okay. Are you going to ask me if I think this one is Do you think this one is true? No. You do not. What was she such a strict teacher that all of those students sat at their desks with their hands folded in front of them, waiting their turn to if be decapitated? You were not told you can go. You did not leave her schoolroom. So once, yeah, oh. there's, yeah, ex- you would just have to. You would sit there. You're so well trained and obedient. Mm-hmm. You would watch all your fellow students decapitated until it was your turn, for yeah, sure. Absolutely that's crazy. Yeah, it's not a great Silly. story. But it's one of Nebraska's favorite urban legends. Really? Apparently. Very I don't impractical. Know. There's another one that comes from Romania. And this is more of a, I guess, it's an urban legend, I guess, is supposedly in Romania, if you see a black ambulance, so an ambulance, but it's not white, it's black, it's painted black, run, especially if you're a kid, because black ambulances are said to roam around the streets and they're looking for kids and they're going to kidnap kids and harvest their organs. Oh. And, and so if a kid goes missing, he's found a couple of days later, maybe missing a kidney. That kid was captured by black the black ambulance. ambulance. Yes. So I'm guessing black ambulances don't really exist. I would be, that'd be really but, weird. Yeah. 
But the people who do man these black ambulances are at least a little thoughtful because it's said that when they dump the body, the kidneyless or heartless whatever body, they leave a little bit of money for the funeral. Oh, that's nice. That is nice. Yeah. So they're not all bad. Yeah. I mean, they're a little bit bad, but they're not all bad. Next one is very creepy. This is what I, you may have heard of this. Tell me if you have. Sometimes people call it the licked hand. The what? The licked hand. Okay. And it's about a woman. And she's got a pet dog that she's that she's very fond of. And the dog usually, when she's feeling kind of spooky out, she'll make her dog sleep beneath the bed, under the bed, to just make her feel comfortable. It's a big dog. And then she has this big dog sleep under the bed to make her feel safe when she's alone, right? Yeah. And then one night, she is sleeping, and all of a sudden she's woken up by a sound. Where's that coming from? Where's that coming from? Is that coming from the bathroom? It, it sounds like... Like dripping, like something wet is dripping coming from the bathroom. Did I leave the sink on? But she's too afraid to get up and go see if she left the water on, or is just is the you know the washer doesn't work and she's and and something's dripping in the sink. So instead, she just wants to you know kind of assure herself. So she puts her hand down at the side of the bed, all the way down to the bed, to see if she can like pet her dog or touch her dog and make sure her dog is still there and she'll feel mm-hmm. safe. And as she's putting her hand down, she feels her hand licked a few times. Okay, so Boris, I'm assuming her dog's name is Boris, is down there beneath my bed like he's supposed to be. I'm, I'm okay. Yeah. I'm going to go back to sleep. So she goes back to sleep. She wakes up. It's daylight out. She gets up. She goes, huh, I better go check that bathroom and see if I got a leaky washer. She goes into the bathroom and her dog is hanging there from the ceiling, brutally murdered and eviscerated. It's blood uh-huh. dripping into the toilet or the bathtub below. So who was licking your hand? Who was licking your hand, you're wondering? Well, written in blood across the medicine cabinet mirror are the words, humans can lick hands too. Yeah, bum, I have heard that bum. one. Bum. Have you heard that one? Yeah. Yeah, Gross. that's pretty scary. Yeah. So is the murderer who killed her dog, weirdly. Usually murderers exactly. kill people. Oddly enough, this is a dog-hating murderer. Killed her dog, let it drip. For some reason went under her bed. We're not told why. And then yeah. didn't hurt her, just licked her hand. Yeah. Didn't Apparently didn't want her to find the dog right then. But I, I guess wanted to, like, hey, if I, get out if I lick her hand, she'll go back to sleep, and uh-huh. I'll be able to get out of there unscathed. Yes. I think that's why. Yep. But he's able to kill a large dog. Yeah. Okay. So I buy it. So Silently, true or false? apparently. Very quietly. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Or maybe, I guess, maybe she killed it before. The dog she may have been killed to. before she went to bed. Yeah. Let's assume that. But she presumably would call the dog to come get under her bed when it's bedtime. Hmm. I'm not going to think that way. She's really tired. She was drunk. Very. <laughs> Super drunk. She just <laughs> fell down. Is when she woke up, did the dripping noise two hours yeah. later at three in the morning is when she put her hand down there to get licked. Yeah. That's my theory. I like having a big dog because it makes me feel safe at night. Yes. Yes. And I, if I well, your big even, dog is kind of a wimp. But he will absolutely react to something. So if I yes, hear a noise yeah. or if I think I hear a noise or, you know, sometimes you're just about to fall asleep and you think you hear something, but you're not sure. Was I starting to dream? Did mm-hmm. I really hear that? If he's sound asleep, then... I figure all is well. And yes. I don't have to worry. You're probably right. I know. I what if I he am. gets deaf then? Then you should, should be. Yeah. Yeah. That's not good. Let's not think about that. No. Hopefully he won't be. We'll know at that point. Okay. Yeah, that's true. Is Lucky deaf? Okay. We need a new dog that can hear things. The next one I bring you is another classic called The Vanishing Hitchhiker. This is a classic. This is a story that actually has been set in many, many locations. But the idea is actually very straightforward and very brief. You're driving along the town somewhere. You pick up a hitchhiker. Everything seems normal. But then when you get someplace or sometimes in front of a cemetery, the hitchhiker disappears when you go back to open and, and it was never there yeah. or somehow is gone. So I'm going to read you a couple of versions that are said to be true stories. This really happened kind of thing, which, of course, is the classic hallmark of an urban legend. One comes from yeah. some Baltimore, outside Baltimore, and a man named Dr. Eckersall said that he was driving home from a country club dance one night. It was on a Saturday night. It's late. And he gets to an intersection. He slows up to stop at the intersection, and he sees this very pretty young girl out there on the street, just walking along the street, thinking, 
that's weird. And he looks closer and she's dressed in this really kind of sheer, nice evening gown. Like what happened? Something happened here. And she turns around and kind of like, you know, they make eye contact. It's like, can I have a lift kind of an idea? Mm-hmm. Can I, can you drive me somewhere? So he breaks, he picks her up. He says, yeah, sure. I guess uh, the user has a roadster for some reason they always get in the back seat. Yeah. They always get in the back seat. Maybe there's sometimes in these stories, there's a, there's a bunch of stuff on the, on the front seat or something like that, but they always get in the back seat. In this case is this version says, yes. Oh, I'm sorry. My golf clubs. He put his golf clubs in the front seat. Cause he's uh-huh. an idiot. I think that means, I think that means he doesn't have a trunk. I think that's why. So he put his golf clubs, some other stuff in the front seat. So she has to get in the back seat. I think okay. that's what they're trying to imply with this anyway. Okay. And she goes, okay. And he, you know, he talks to her and he asked her what you're doing out here. And she says, uh, it's just too long a story. I don't want to talk about it. She, her, you know, she's very nice. She says, just, can you please just take me home? When I get home, maybe I'll, I'll, I'll explain everything to you. And here's the address. It's over on North Charles street in this version. And I hope it's not too far away. And he says, absolutely, I'll take you home. He gets it to 1414, uh, uh, oh, 1313. Mm-hmm. I almost blew Dead that one. Right. North Charles Street. And he says, here we are, looking back. And the seat is empty. So he's thinking, what the hell just happened? So he goes up to the house, of course. She wanted to come here. This is where she lived. And he rings the doorbell. Finally, this nice older couple come to the door. And he says, hey, I just picked up a woman, describes a girl, and she wanted to come here. She said she lived here. I, do you, is that your daughter, your granddaughter? What's going on? And the woman just nods and says, come in. And they give him some coffee, and they say, yeah, yeah, we know what happened. This has happened many other Saturday evenings because our young daughter, or maybe their daughter years ago, was killed walking along that same side of the street by a car, a hit and run at the intersection where he picked her up. Mm-hmm. She was killed there. And she's ever since on Saturday night, she's trying to get home to us and she's never able to make it all the way. Yeah. And he is of course, you know, like what the hell? That's a that's, good one. That is a good one. That's yeah. the, that's one of the main versions. There's other versions. I don't need to tell them, but, um, in some versions, apparently, they've married this to, like, prophecy. And so they have the hitchhiker, the vanishing hitchhiker, make some kind of a prediction when she's talking to the to the person who picks her up in the car. Yeah. And, like, um, you know, the war is going to end or some natural catastrophe is going to happen. Or sometimes, increasingly, I guess, lately, it's been the second coming of Jesus is just around the corner. And so these these prophets are is kind of used as a vehicle to make a prediction to to make a prophecy. Yeah, that obviously never turns out to be true. So the, they've become kind of vanishing prophets, and sometimes now they're said to, to, to they're turned into a man who looks a little bit like Jesus, oh. prophesizing something you know some kind of foretelling some yeah. kind of disaster or something like that. So that, that's a, a newer twist on an old. Urban legends. I think this urban legend has been around for a long time. It's been yeah. around for decades. Yeah. Again, I think the car in the in the early tellings, the cars were really old cars. It, yeah. I think it goes back to the 1920s or so. That's the Fashion Hitchhiker. The I'll, I'll give you a quick one, then I'll get to another very famous one. The, it's the quick one is the roommate, and you can guess this one has a little, a little more not so much spooky horror as kind of terror. It's this idea that there's two people live in this apartment, right? One is already there, they think. And uh, the second roommate comes home after, like, maybe they had a party. He's a little drunk. And that roommate's bed, room door is open. They, they look in, and the roommate's just is asleep. Like, oh, okay, I won't wake him up. And so they go to their own bedroom and get in bed, and they go to sleep. And they wake up the next morning, and they go in to wake up the roommate because it's still crashing. It seems late. And they shake him, shake him, shake him, finally turn him over, and their throat has been slit Ooh. from side to side, blood covering the bed that they didn't see at yeah. night when they walked by the room. And then, again, there's either a note or sometimes there's written blood like on the wall and it says something like, aren't you glad you didn't turn on the light? Because the killer was in there. The killer was still there. Oh my Mm-mm-mm. word. That's a scary one. That is scary. The The other one that I'm going to tell you, the last one that's a real... um. So I'm going to end with one that's really stupid. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so the last real one is another famous one. It's called Body Under the Bed. And it's a little bit similar. The Body Under the Bed. Have you heard of this one? 
I don't think so. How about the roommate one, by the way? True or false? Oh, I'm going to say false. Okay. Yeah, it is. And I've never heard of it. That's never happened. Body on the bed, though. We'll see about this one. Body on the bed is this idea. It usually takes place in a hotel. And the story is that the same thing, like the hotel, like it's a couple and they went out and they've been out and drinking and stuff like that. They get home and they just crash. They fall to bed, fall asleep right away. They don't notice a horrific smell, a stench that's inside the room because they're so drunk and they're so tired until the next morning when they wake up. Mm -hmm. So when they wake up, they look under the bed and what do you think they find? A decomposing body. A decomposing dead body stashed under their bed. Murdered, by the way, not just someone who had a heart attack, crawled under a bed and died. (laughs) That, so I mean, that's the basic gist. You, yeah. you, again, you can elaborate that and add details. I'm sure when you tell that story, you, you'd give it a specific place, you give it a specific yeah. hotel, you give it names, all that kind of nonsense. I just gave you the bare bones version of it. Right. Do you think that's a true urban legend? A true story, that urban legend? Uh, do based? I think that's ever happened? Yeah. I, would, I wouldn't be shocked if it has happened. It has happened many times, yeah. as a matter of fact. There's at least this, the, Ugh, according to the article, I, I, I know, can you imagine that? No. According to the article I read about this, it's happened about a dozen times. At least they found about a dozen newspaper references to this. And that usually it's, you come in and you smell the smell right away. Right away, yeah. That's much more likely. But there has been some times, there was a case apparently in Atlantic City in 1999 where the person did sleep right over a dead body for the entire oh, night. No. Not smelling it, I guess. There's been cases apparently, allegedly, again, from Colorado, Florida, and Virginia. Have been In 2010, at a budget lodge in Memphis. I, I think it's the brand name, too, so sorry, Budget Lodge. Don't sponsor us. Budget Lodge. Because... Oh, their uh, fault. No, you're right. Well, really? <laughs> I mean, you, you clean the room before the new person comes in, so it kind of is their fault. Do you think they're looking under the beds? Well, yes, but these these stories usually have a decomposing smell. Some yeah, kind of but stand. they don't start smelling until they start smelling. So that's true. That's well said. By the Thank way. you. Okay, but in this case, the new guest in this hotel room did indeed sleep above the body of someone named Sony Millbrook, who was a missing person mm-hmm. at the time, already been reported missing, and their Sony's body was stashed under that bed. In this case, the murderer, presumably, had put a bunch of fabric softener in the ceiling tiles to try to mask the increasing stench of it. And so have as long as possible before that body was discovered. And here's the problem, though. Three other occupants had been in that room before the occupant who discovered the body discovered the body. Yeah. That's weird. That's, That's spooky. And that's... Gross more than I guess it is spooky. We better start looking under. Oh yeah. Hotel oh, every beds. time now for sure. You didn't notice me, but last time we were just in Nevada City, I absolutely looked under the bed for a body. Did you really? I'm not even kidding. Oh. <laughs> I, what about Lake Tahoe? Did you look under? I probably did. A lot of beds on these things though, they go all the way to the bottom. They don't. There is no room to stash a body. It yeah. Depends. Some yeah. sometimes there depends on the hotel and how old the bed is. Yeah. But yeah. But if there is a room under the bed, oh sure, I'm looking. Aren't you? No, I never have. Okay. Well, you're going to now, though, aren't you? Yes. Of course. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, Listeners, if you're now looking under uh, your hotel beds for bodies, you're welcome. You know what's scarier than a dead body? What? Uh, A bad guy hiding under there waiting for you. That's true, too. Good point. Good point. I'd rather find a dead body than a bad guy with a weapon. Yeah, me too. Pretty much. Yeah. Okay. Well, good. Well, thanks. Now, I'm going to end with... Something, the only category, it's the only entry in this category. The category is stupid. Because this is the story of, uh, of a lawyer in Toronto. His, his offices, beautiful office, big corner office with big windows on a high-rise office building, you know, many stories up. And this guy was really enamored with how they had safety windows that were unbreakable. And so sometimes when he'd bring like new newbie rookie lawyers and stuff like that, he'd impress them or even like law students if he was, you know, giving a talk and bring them to his office, he would impress them by running as fast as he can. He had a big office and he would literally throw his body into the window, crash into the window and bounce off it harmlessly. He did it many, many times. He was famous for it. For this reason, he was called the leaping lawyer was kind of his, his okay. nickname, right? And his uh, name was Gary Hoy. And he was a senior partner in this firm. It was on the 24th floor. On July 9th of 1993, Gary Hoy 
did his run and leap and smash into the window in front of, I think there were several young law students in this case, I think, if I read it right. And he broke through and fell 24 stories to his instant death because he finally broke that unbreakable window in his office. Can you tell me if that's true or not? True or false? Uh, I'm going to say it's true. It is absolutely true. Yeah. This happened, as I said, on July 9th, 1993. Gary Hoy, a senior partner, a very wow. good lawyer, was stupid about windows. Yeah. Yeah. It's too bad. That's so it's not an urban legend. I guess that's not. I guess now urban legends aren't urban legends if they're true, are they? This right. one is 100% true. So This is not just sort of an urban legend that's been dressed up or embellished yeah. from a, a kernel of story. This is a literal true so story. So did he actually break the glass or did he like break the like the seal of the window and the whole thing went out? You know what I mean? I don't know. It just says that the pain broke and he went plummeted yeah. to his death. I'm not positive. Yeah, that would make more sense, wouldn't it? Yeah. That he was damaging. Every time he did yeah. that, he was, he was damaging the seal a, a little bit more yeah. every time. Yeah, probably that. I don't know. But I wouldn't be surprised if that's what happened. Yeah, because it's still unbreakable glass. glass that's true. Didn't, glass didn't technically break. No. What a dummy. That's Gary Hoy. Well, I'm sure he's a very nice guy. No. He just did something dumb. I'm going to say he's not a nice guy. Wow. Wow, Carrie. He has family that could be listening right now. That's not a nice thing to do to people. What do you mean? Running out a window like you're going to crash through it. Well, I, he's doing yeah, it for the right. shock value and yeah. and to horrify people. Wow, I would have did, bro. That was awesome, and probably done it myself. Because, but um, not twenty or thirty or fifty times. That's <laughs> more damn sure. So that is our part two of spooky urban legends. Most of them were spooky, not the leaping lawyer, no. but most of them were. What's your favorite urban legend? Um, the hitchhiker. You like that one? Yeah. Huh? The yeah. Vanishing Hitchhiker. Yeah. Yeah, I do too. Yeah. It has that great little end. Mm-hmm. Even if you see it coming a thousand miles away, yeah. it's still a really interesting, it's a, it's a, it's a, it's a full story, isn't it? Yeah. It kind of has a yes. quasi beginning, middle, end. And, and it's and it's spooky without being um, yeah. threatening and yeah. dangerous and scary. Like the hook. And, yeah, like or you like were going to get murdered. Yeah, yeah, or the high beams. Yeah. Something like that. I like the high beams one because that's also a really clever story. It's like I'm trying, you know, we have that twist yeah. where he, yeah, that person was trying to save your life and indeed did save your yeah. life. So that's mine. I like ghost stories. Tell us what your favorite urban legend is, especially your spooky urban legend. And tell us if you have others. I mean, like I said, I read 150 to distill it to these 80. Yeah. <laughs> How many are told? I told a lot. I wanted to tell a lot. I wanted to share lots of different urban legends. Hopefully many of them you have not heard about. And even some of the famous ones, uh, maybe if you haven't heard about those, that I, you know, I, yeah. now you have. But if you have some favorites, tell us. We'd love to hear them. Okie dokies. Maybe we'll do that. Maybe we'll, t- if anybody wants to share an urban legend, maybe we'll, we'll share that with the audience later on this month. And thank you for listening. Yes. And everybody be careful tomorrow. Be ca- on don't. Friday the 13th. Yes. Don't jump in, into any windows at no. high office buildings. If, you know what? Never do that. Not even just on Friday the 13th. Never do that. Absolutely. Okay. See ya. Bye.